Here we go, chapter 20, verse 12. Then Jonathan said to David, I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, that I will surely sound out my father by this time the day after tomorrow. If he is favorably disposed towards you, will I not send you word and let you know? But if my father intends to harm you, may the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if I do not let you know and send you away in peace. May the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. But show me unfailing kindness like the Lord's kindness as long as I live so that I may not be killed. And do not cut off your kindness from my family. Not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, May the Lord call David's enemies to account. Then Jonathan made David reaffirm his oath out of love for him, because he loved him as he loved himself. Verse 35. In the morning, Jonathan went out to the field for his meeting with David. He had a small boy with him, and he said to the boy, Run and find the arrows I shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy came to the place where Jonathan's arrow had fallen, Jonathan called out after him, Isn't the arrow beyond you? Then he shouted, Hurry, go quickly, don't stop. The boy picked up the arrow and returned to his master. The boy knew nothing about all this, only Jonathan and David knew. Then Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said, Go, carry them back to town. After the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. Then they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is witness between you and me, and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left. And Jonathan went back to the town. So I, I wonder what in that story do you think shows people being good friends? What is there in that story about friendship that you think might be important? So uh, you may want to open your Bible again, or you might want to chat to the people nearby. Have a little bit of a conversation. Are there things in the story of David and Jonathan you think show the idea of being a good friend? So, have a chat. And then we'll take a few ideas that you've got around a friendship in that story. Okay, any, uh, any ideas? What are people thinking? What in the story shows something about friendship. Give me some ideas. Okay. And how does that, how's that shown, Lynn, in the story? (laughs) That Saul was Jonathan's father, so there had to be an element of trust between them that um, Jonathan was going to do what he said, and he trusted him to come out. And, but Jonathan did 
he trusted in God as well because his heart was for God because he, he gave an oath. Great, thank you. So, so that was about trust. And we, 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 that ties in with one or two things that our games are, didn't it? About loyalty to people, trusting the other person, even when things were actually quite difficult. Okay, excellent. Yeah, go on. Um, helping, because Jonathan's dad was trying to kill David, but he um, helped him, and even though he knew they were going to be separated, um, he let him go and find somewhere to hide away from his Okay, excellent. Yeah, brilliant. And, and of course, part of it was, was helping, wasn't it? Even though it was quite risky. Because if Saul wanted to kill David, and Saul knew that Jonathan was helping David, that in itself was quite a risk to take. So excellent. So Jonathan takes a real risk in helping his friends. Okay, what else? Anybody else that we see in the story? Yeah, Angela, go on. Okay. No, no, go on. I won't get it to the back. Uh, what, wanting to protect David. Okay. And, what, and how, does that, how does he do that? Uh, by uh, finding out what his dad wants to do. Okay, so here's Jonathan the story trying to work out what's going on in order to protect David, to keep David safe. Okay, excellent. Anyone else? Yeah, go on, Kate. Um, so um, Jonathan chose to make his friendships more important than his relationship with his dad. Yeah. Which is, as I was saying to my kids, that starts in teenage years. <laughs> and and why, why do you think that's the case? Well, I guess it's him deciding what his values are and okay. what he he stands for, yeah. and looking at what his dad is doing and yeah. saying, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so the story, isn't it, is about, you might say that, that Jonathan wants to sign up for what he thinks is just and right. Because if his friend is innocent and his father wants to kill him, actually Jonathan takes the risk again, doesn't he, to say, well, I think this is the right thing to do, uh, even though it goes against, actually, my father. And that's a tricky thing, isn't it? Uh, and it might not always be, because it might not be always the right thing to do. But actually, there's something here about doing the right thing, isn't it? And what does it mean to be, a, as a friend, to do the right thing uh, and do what's just? Excellent. Anybody else? Uh, there's Dee and then Mum. Go on, Dee. Jonathan had made a vow to protect David okay. and inform him of what Saul was up to. Okay, so this is kind of idea of a vow. We're going to come back to a little bit later on about the covenant between them. Excellent, yeah. It was painful for David and for Jonathan when they had to separate from each other and, they, and it wasn't what either of them wanted, but because yeah. it was the, right, the best thing okay. for, for David, that's what they did. They did, yeah. So we picked up various things, and we picked up ideas about loyalty, about help, about trust, um, about risk, about doing what's right, even when it's difficult and painful. One of the interesting things about the story of David and Jonathan is, um, 
But back in, in 1 Samuel chapter 8, the people say, we want a king like the other nations. And if you were a king in the other nations, you would expect your son to be king after you. So Jonathan could have expected to have become king. Yet he is willing not to think about that in order to help David. So there's a real sense in the story of Jonathan being the person who's willing to make significant sacrifice on behalf of his friend. Now, lots of people don't come out well in the book of Samuel. (laughs) You know, they all make a mess of it. But one of the few people who comes out well is Jonathan, as someone who's willing to give a lot away in order to make sure his friend does well. I wonder how many of our friendships are based around a more selfish thing about what we get out of it, and how many are based around the selfless thing where we want to put the other person first and we'll make the sacrifice to do that. That's significant in friendship, isn't it? It seems to me that back to our game, the really important things about friendships were those who would put the other person first. I wonder if there are friendships in our lives we might need to do something about. Maybe friendships where we've been thinking too much about what it means for me. And what does it mean to be loyal and to be willing to put the other person first, even if that's a quite a costly thing? And that's really at the heart of the story of David and Jonathan. Jonathan, who could have been the king, he was the king's son, but gives up all sorts of things for his friend. I wonder what we might need to go and do. Are there friendships we need to think about? Do something about? Change? Hmm. Uh, You might have noticed that in our reading today, it says this. Uh, So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David. Made a covenant with the house of David. Uh, And and we come across that before, because in chapter 18 that we looked at a couple of weeks ago, it says this. uh, After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David. He loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him, did not let him return to his family, And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. And it talks about David, Jonathan giving David his armor as a a sign of that. So the the friendship is talked about as a covenant. Now, partly, of course, that means it was a really deep and committed friendship. But whenever you read about covenants in the Bible, it ought to make us think, about the big story of when the Bible talks about covenant, and particularly about God's covenant with his people. So we're going to have a bit of a quiz. We're going to work together, see whether we can work through the Old Testament and the New Testament about when it talks about covenant. When does it start? Anybody know? When's the first time that it talks about God making a covenant? Noah. God makes a covenant with Noah, and what's a sign of the covenant? 
the rainbow is a sign of God's covenant with the whole of creation. God saying, I promise never have a flood again. Okay, where, where, where's next that we find covenant in the, in, the, in, the, in the Bible? Abraham. Okay. God says, I'm going to make a covenant with Abraham and all of Abraham's family. And the sign of the covenant is... The sign of the covenant is circumcision. So this was going to be the sign of God's covenant with his people. Where's the next time God makes a covenant? Yes. Well, yeah, kind of in terms of this is the ongoing covenant, isn't it, of, of Abraham. And it talks about, absolutely, it talks about the, the, the covenant God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then there's a kind of new covenant made a new way with, yeah, with Israel. And who particularly at the time? This is M- Moses. Moses. So, so Moses, of course, this is the covenant in Sinai, and the Ten Commandments become part of that covenant. Who, who next? You cheated, and you looked up. There's lots of talk about, of course, the Ark of the Covenant, but then there's another covenant that God makes with David as king of Israel. Remember the first song that we sang. It starts with Noah, Moses, and this is our Abraham, David, and the chorus is about God being faithful. So it's a song all about covenant. It doesn't use the language, but it's all about covenant because it's about the way that God's faithful promise to his people is kept. The author talks about God's covenant love, God's loving kindness to his people. And then you get the prophets to talk about covenant because they talk about covenant that God had made and they talk about a covenant God's going to make, a new covenant, a promise when God's going to write it not on uh, on tablets but on our hearts. And of course that is fulfilled when Jesus comes. The new covenant, which of course is where that song deliberately ends. And so it seems to me that whenever we hear about, for example, Jonathan and David making a covenant, part of it is about a friendship, but part of it is recognizing that actually this is much of a much bigger story. It's part of the whole story that God has with his people in which God makes a covenant and God promises to be faithful. God's loving Kindness. I think that's important for two reasons. Uh, oh, the reason I think it's important is because um, when it comes to friendship, like Jonathan and David, uh, and maybe our friendships, it takes some effort from us. Actually, we have to do something. And sometimes we have to make difficult decisions. And sometimes we have to give up things for the sake of our friends. It does take our effort. But the Bible always talks about that in the context of God's bigger covenant. That God gives us his loving kindness and his grace. So in one sense, 
for Jonathan and David, they could copy, imitate God's covenant. But in a deeper sense, they're not just copying it. They're being shaped and drawn into God's love. So it's because God's love is shaping them and forming them and enabling them to live that kind of way. So there's something much deeper going on in the story than the fact they've got to copy what God did. It's about how God's grace may so fill our lives and shape us that it shapes the kind of people we are. So it doesn't start with us, although it requires some effort by us. It starts with always with God. God who always takes the initiative. God who always comes to find us. God who fills us with love and grace, that our lives might be shaped by that so we live it out in our friendships. This is covenant. I wonder again whether we might use that word to describe our friendships. Not simply because they've got to be committed, but because we say, how can it be that God's love in kindness God's promise and God's faithfulness so shapes me that I want to live that out in my relationships. It always starts with God and God's grace shaping us.